Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with executive producer and co-host and many times host, Mark Griffith. Recently, anyway. Yeah, that's true. Thank you guys for joining us. We're excited to be here. Really excited to have a guest that uh, really needs no introduction, but I will because he's an important person to us. He's been just a, a tremendous asset to the show over the last few years, and that's Jack Feldman. And Jack Feldman is here, um, home inspector extraordinaire, um, ashy certified, still probably. Still. And he is <laughs> retiring uh, after 30 years of being a home inspector. Um, and we, we hate to see that he's an extraordinary one. And I'm not just saying that I'm not just trying to blow smoke. He's a great one. He's a good man. He's a great home inspector. And we're just really thankful to have had the opportunity to have be a small part of his life. Here and last six year. years ago, is was that when how long you, ago? it was six years in, in 2013 mm-hmm. when you, and I said, well, maybe we should get a home inspector. And mm-hmm. I really didn't know what the series would be like. And, yep. and then. So I reached out because you told me you use this guy mm-hmm. and he's really good. So I said, okay, let's, let's talk to him. Went out to him. He sent me photos. And he goes, here's a few of these photos I thought might be good. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the beginning. You know, you, you were known around some parts as the deal breaker or what was the, what was the ad, what was it called? Deal killer. Deal maybe? killer. Yeah. yeah. Deal killer. Because you would point out everything that the property needed and let the homeowners decide based upon what did you think about that nickname? Did you like it or was it cause you know, wore it with a badge of honor. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because the bottom line was, and this is why people need home inspections. Um, not now that Jack's, you know, retiring, we're not going to say, Oh, now you don't need home inspections. I mean, you, <laughs> st- you still need home inspections, but, um, you know, some realtors, and, and this is, I'm not pointing out anybody specific, but when they have a home inspector that has that nickname, they want the deal to close. And that's where there's that, you know, that very uncomfortable, you know, gray area where you need somebody that is unbiased, unrelated to the transaction that can just look at what the property's condition is. But the thing is that this has evolved. Because when I first got in the business, there weren't any home inspectors. You just didn't do it. When I bought a house in 1994, I put my own team together to inspect my house. Electrician, heat pump guy, blah, blah, blah. There weren't home inspectors per se. So it's kind of evolved. Right. Not as well known, I guess, because he was 1989. Well, I mean, as well known. Right. Right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you still have realtors and builders to this very day, 2019, that are saying, oh, if it's a new home, you don't need to have it inspected. I don't know why I use that accent on, on builders, yeah. but, but you know, they're still And we have photos that. today to prove that yeah. wrong. They're still saying that to this day. And folks, it's just not the case. And I know of many, many cases where even new homes had things that needed to be addressed. And he's had pictures of new homes. We got some today. Oh, fantastic. I heard we have some yep. snake pictures too. There is. Potentially. But there uh, is? I don't oh, know. Yeah, we don't know. That's going to be interesting. I might not have that one. Oh, that's okay. We'll make one. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yeah, we have them. Yeah. So okay. Jack, so Jack, before we get into the pictures, um, tell me what life has been like for the last day and a half. <laughs> Cause uh, that's how long you've been retired, right? Yeah. Well, kind of, kind of surreal. Yeah. Uh, 
the night before inspections, I usually went to the office, which, you know, walked from the living room to the, the office. Um, and I'd pull out my paperwork to see where I was going the next day and kind of plan my departure time and how much I was going to have to drive. Mm-hmm. And Sunday evening, you know, I, I got up and I was heading the office. And I went, oh, oh, wait, I'm not going anywhere tomorrow. Right. And what, what, so what was your plan? I obviously when you retire, because we're all wanting to get to that point in our careers where we've done the, what we needed to do and we've prepared ourselves financially, emotionally in some cases, obviously. Um, but what, 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 how did you attack retirement? Because it's an interesting thing because I see my dad, you know, he's attacking it and been attacking it. I see my mom, you know, I think she may never retire. <laughs> you know, I see people that, I love that are near and dear to my heart, you know, and, and it's a big deal. You know, it's a really big deal. But how did you attack it? Well, I, I turned 70 last October. Mm-hmm. And that's that's unbelievable. You mm-hmm. don't look, I'm not just saying that just because uh, you're our best guest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate that. But this is what 70 looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, you know, I'm going to maybe I'll, I'll keep working because I can. I'm physically able to. And uh, a friend of mine just dropped dead, and he was 63. Mm-hmm. And it kind of awakened me. I thought, eh, maybe I want to retire and be able to do things. I still mm-hmm. want to be able to, to walk. If I go on a trip, I want to be able to walk someplace, or I want to be able to do stairs. And So that was kind of the plan. And um, I merged with a, another company mm-hmm. that I felt comfortable with. And they've spent the last five months going with me on inspections. Oh, wow. Every inspection or? Uh, 90% of them. Hmm. And so as part of it was to learn my techniques, part of it was to learn how I treated my clients, which is, you know, the the bedside manner, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt comfortable turning things over. Wow. Um, now I'm, I'm still on the hook till November. Mm-hmm. So I, I could still do inspections, but I'm probably not going to do many. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty much done with the day to day. See here, you're opening the, the door to going back into the business. I'm just kidding. It's in that fine print. Though. That's yeah. right. Uh, yeah. so that's kind of it. I, I'm, I'm after 30 years and 11,000 inspections, I'm kind of, I'm tired. Right. crawling under houses. Oh. Yeah. And Which, also going into attics. I mean, yeah. That's that's not something I mean, it's it serves a very important purpose, but I got to imagine that has to be taxing. Well, it it it's physically demanding. You mm-hmm. know, people think, "Oh, you just walk around with a clipboard and a flashlight oh, and no. you just it's physically taxing. You're mm-hmm. going in an attic and it's 135 degrees or I crawl on on my belly under a house and so I, I think I shared this with you before when I did my 10,000th inspection, mm-hmm. and I did kind of a geeky thing of, well, you know, I wonder how far I've crawled. And I did the math, mm-hmm. and about 40% of the houses I inspect are crawl spaces. I crawl about 200 feet per house. That's 800,000 feet. It's 160 miles. So I've crawled from Knoxville to Atlanta in my career. <laughs> wow, that, that really puts it in perspective. And that's why I'm tired. Wow. I mean, Mark, that probably equates about to how much you've crawled to 
your just, wife asking for forgiveness. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you too, buddy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is remarkable, though. The fact that you were able to put the math on it, 40% crawl spaces, which is interesting. That's another discussion. Yeah. Um, but that's very, that's amazing. That is incredible. That would that would take me in a car. It would take you three hours to do that. So I can't imagine. Well, for, that's unbelievable. But for our followers, tell mm-hmm. us who the company yeah. that you've entrusted your business with. Okay, it's National Property Inspections, and the owner is Corey Anderson, and he has two inspectors with him, Jason Young and Erickson Hare, and these are awesome guys that I feel I can trust will continue to provide the service that I provided. And if you go to the website, it automatically redirects. So if you go to ClaytonInspectionServices.com, is that the right site? It, it's Clayton Inspections with an S okay. dot com. Clayton, in, Clay, yeah, Clayton Inspections dot com. And that will redirect you right to, and we'll have that on the website as well. Um, and you're giving them the seal of approval. Yes. And you've been able to, for the last, I guess, six months, how long did you say? Five, five months. That I've been they've, been, they've been going on about 90% of your uh, inspections. So, um, and I, I'm assuming that a couple of them would come, one of them would come. And so they was sort of a round robin so that they could all get a feel of how you did things. Yes. <clears throat> That's interesting because your technique, tell me like ASHI, which is, I'm sure they're also ASHI certified. That yeah. is a very important thing to you, right? So yes. what are a couple of the, and we only have two minutes, but what are a couple of the earmarks? And then we'll, we'll continue the discussion. We have all day. In what? ASHI's <clears throat> requirements. Like, what are a couple of the things that stand out about ASHI of why you always do that? Well, the the continuing education is 20 hours a year where the state only requires 16. Yeah, that was a big thing, yeah. So I have to have more education and more seminars and more learning about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's important. What a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> so if you took four hours times 30 years, that is 120 extra hours of training that you've had. Or well, maybe it's 1,200. Scary, yeah. Or is it 1,200? I don't know. It's a bunch. <laughs> it's a bunch. It's a bunch. Well, guys, we're, we're really happy to have Jack Feldman in with us. And he's newly retired a day and a half in. Uh, this is, of course, when we're recording. Um, and he just mentioned that he still will probably do a few more uh, inspections before it is all said and done. Um, because he's still, I mean, you're still licensed. You still have your accreditation. So um, he has the little vehicle out there. But anyway, you can go to our website, thehousinghour.com, to locate the new people that uh, he's going to endorse. We'll be right back after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm here with Mark Griffith, executive producer, co-host, and sometime host, and Jack Feldman as well in studio. Uh, He is the resident home inspector extraordinaire for the Housing Hour, subject matter expert, with all things inspections and um he is retiring he's actually um hanging up his uh 
I don't know what you would hang the up. The shingle, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm hanging up my flashlight and I'm burning my coveralls. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. And um, we've had Jack on, you said six years. That, that, six years. Six and this years. is the seventh show that we've that's had. That's awesome. Um, well, that's wonderful because we've had Jack on numerous times and we, we actually piloted, if you recall, Mark, a couple of videos. So we even do have those videos that are still out there okay. that you didn't respond to. Um, <laughs> but that's okay. But if you have a moment, I can collect the URLs and we'll put those up on the website too. It was, at, um, another time when we were videoing. So it was a show of basically it was the same stuff we're talking about, but if I'm not mistaken, we were talking about radon. In that little maybe series. we did a little bit of a radon. We remember? did a radon show. You came out and put radon testers That's right. at both of our homes, um, and that was great. That was a very informative uh, show, and it's really neat. And does does I'm sure Mr. Corey does the radon, or does he? Does he, he does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because radon is an extraordinarily dangerous gas that does exist a lot, especially in the East Tennessee area. Right. And I wouldn't know all this without Jack's. Uh, information um did you want to say something about that (laughs) um but we also wanted to bring up another thing because i saw while i was out of town of course mark has just been a warrior for me him and eric have been taking care of business and even richard swan thank him as well for being an important piece of the team here but um anyway you you had done a show and i'd seen the picture or maybe you shared the picture i can't remember yeah because uh he had taken some awards uh, here locally from and, and nationally from his uh, the Ashy that you were speaking back in the first segment, yeah, and, and he got the Iron Man the Award. The Iron Man Award, and what does that signify? It, it's an award given uh, once a year to a person that uh, does work in the background, a mm-hmm. lot of work in the background, and and people may not even know who I am or what I did, but. I did a lot of work in the background of ASHI and mm. organization over a long period of time. Yeah. And you also, I had time to spend with you. You may not even remember this, but when we were both in the same, uh, what is it that you're at Shannon and Norm? B- BNI. BNI. We were in the same BNI group for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Do you recall that? You don't recall that? My memory. See how unforgettable that, yeah. that I'm not? <laughs> but I remember just spending time with you and, that wasn't the only time that I got to know what your history was. Cause I knew you through Sharon already. Um, but we, I, I just recalled this one moment where it was, um, uh, myself, um, I believe it was Shelby. Shelby was with us as well. Um, and then it was Richard, gosh, I can't remember his last name. He was in our BNI group, he, Barbie, Richard Barbie. He was in our group as well. And we were at Denny's of all places. We went and had lunch at Denny's and you probably don't remember that, but I just remember those are the types of things I think, you know, it's not always about, okay, I'm trying to get business. I'm working business. I'm working clients. And those are all important things, but it's also like the relationships that you, you build along the way. Would you say that's true? Oh, it's very true. And you mentioned rich Barbie and, Mm -hmm. and I see him periodically around town and he's just a great guy. Great guy. Always, you know, raising those two boys just in a great mood. And those are the kind of people I think that we have, you know, in the real estate community. And uh, if I were to ask you what are you going to miss most, would it probably be the relationships? It's the relationships. I mean, uh, I, I joke that 
you know, my job, I make three-hour friendships. <laughs> and if I have a bad day at the office, I don't go back to the same office. Right. But the the bad thing is that I meet some extraordinary people in my Thank you so inspection. much. I'm just kidding. And, uh, I'm just kidding. And, and Mark and, and uh, what? Uh, it's Kevin. It was Kevin. Kevin. You can Kevin. call me yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss the, the three-hour friendships that I, I have. Now that you are officially retired, I'm curious how, you know, let's let's think about an inspection's being completed and you've got just bad news, right? And it's really like whenever I was originating, if somebody wanted, you know, they had the house picked out of their dreams, you know, and it, it was perfect for him and his wife. And maybe they took the wrong steps and didn't get pre-qualified first, whatever the case was. And it just wasn't going to work. You know, I did everything that I could. I went in and talked to Mark and he couldn't figure it out. And so if, if Mark couldn't figure it out, it wasn't working. And I had to go and say, guys, here's, here's what I have. And it, it was always very uncomfortable because, well, number one, you know, if I'm being honest, I needed that deal to close because I needed to pay bills. I needed to get, but at the same time, looking beyond that selfish need, I also knew what their desire was. How did you handle that? Because, and it may be just a random question, but I think about that all the time because how you handle bad news sometimes says a lot about sort of what your motivation is, you know? Right. Well, you had to give, you had to deliver a lot of bad news, right? I, I did. Yeah. And the potential is I'm going to ruin six people's day. Mm-hmm. I have my client that I'm working for that I really care about. I'm ruining their day because, like you said, they've picked out the home of their dreams, mm-hmm. and this isn't working. Right. Well, the seller of that home had a dream, too, mm-hmm. and to sell. So right. I've kind of ruined their day. There might be a couple realtors in, in play. I've ruined their day, and, and sometimes they get upset, and that's why I'm called the deal killer. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah but, but it's not fair. Because it, no. it's really has changed because when I, you know, like I said, it's evolved. You were looked upon as the industry a lot harder in the early years when it was just kind of new in, as deal killers. Today, you're expected to go out and find something that's right. negative. Mm. They want to know. The agents want to know. These millennials want to know. Because, you know, we, right. don't, we don't ever get the bad attitude from all the parties anymore. So, hey, we got this problem. We need to deal with it. Mm. I, I've been criticized, you know, well, you, you put so much stuff in there. And, and usually what I do to, to that person, I ask them the question. I said, well, if you were buying the house, what should I leave off? Mm. Oh, you're so good with these one-liners. What? My good, you, you could have written copy for advertising, no problem. I'm it, telling you. you know, what, what, would, what would you want to leave out of this yeah. report? Oh, how do you come back to that? That is like a mic drop right there. And, and so that's... That's how I deal with it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my goal is to provide my client the best information so they can make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. If it's bad news, it's really good news. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think about a person that I worked with, Teresa Nadalski. I don't know if you remember her. She's still doing um, work at Dean Smith. But it, an example, I, I, for a long time, I never agreed that we needed to have a survey done on every, remember Mark, yeah. she had right. one done on every single property. But then, so I asked her one time, I was like, why are we doing this? Because it's break, it's deal breaking all right and left. And she, she's, and she pointed out 
to me something that really stuck. And I was thinking, you know, the way I was describing it was that it was causing deals to go south. And, and, and it was like an epiphany and it's very much like what you're saying. What would you like me to leave off? Because when Teresa would have those surveys completed, there was many times where there was easements that needed to be made or there was properties that were, I mean, she dealt in Sequoia, a lot of these older neighborhoods, you know, a couple of times the pool house wasn't even on the subject. I mean, so right. at the end of the day, it was the best decision. And that's just what she went with. And she took a lot of heat, but she, but she didn't care. And it's the same concept of what you're doing. Right. It's, you know, there's bad news there. I just happen to be the one that's delivering it. Right, right. I didn't create the bad news. Mm -hmm. I'm just the one that found it. Mm, That's true. And when you receive in that, going back to my original question, because it's fascinating to me, when you deliver some of the bad news, you know, sometimes the bad news can be rectified. There is not, not every bad news situation means the deal is broken. It just depends now on we need to get a, you know, for instance, if you get somebody else say, hey, this is a structural issue. Here's kind of what I see. However, that's not my field of expertise. I just know that somebody needs to come take a look at it. Right. Um, and then you had people sort of in, you you know, in I think the what you would say is you can use whoever you want, but here's what you need to look for in someone they need to be a structural engineer, whatever. But then you also had people in your network that you trusted, right. right? Yes. That was an important piece of developing this long career that you had of trusted partners within your right. group. So yeah, it, it, no matter the, there's very few houses that can't be fixed. Right. It's just, then it's a question of the money. Right. Is it worth fixing? Is it going to be inside the deal mm-hmm. to, you know, your, if it's $50,000 is, you just paid $50,000 more. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, we're going to get to some pictures here in the next segment and some other stuff too, because I, I, I love talking to Jack cause he has the answers that, you know, people are interested in these types of things. And at the end of the day, a home inspection, what's a home inspection? $400, something like that around there, yeah. somewhere in there. And when you look at the time spent, you're paying for someone to do something that you would probably pay to have done to anything done at your house, whether that be a heating and air, that might be a plumbing situation. This is so vital and a big piece of the puzzle. Guys, we have Jack Feldman in studio and we're excited to have him continue right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. The show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. Check out our site. Check out our new fresh uh, look, our new brand refresh. We'd love for you to jump online and check us out. We have offices all the way from the Tri-Cities to uh, Memphis and everywhere in between. Uh, things are really, really popping off right now. I tell you, Mark, I'm sure you've seen an increase, our co-host over here. Oh, absolutely. In pre-qualifications. It's, it's very, very busy. And you have realtors probably knocking down the door. 
and customers come in. I mean, yeah. if you need to sell a home, it's a great time to sell a home. Call mm-hmm. an agent, get it listed. It'll sell the next day. Yeah, That's I'd, the way it's been moving. I'd love to have um, Tom White on again. You okay. Know, maybe in the next Yeah, we months. need to. Uh, Tom is, of course, our resident expert. Steve Fogarty. Steve, absolutely. And t- get Tyler back in. I mean, Tyler Fogarty. Yeah, and we also have another show, too, lined up uh, with Weikert as well, because they have another office coming. We, we should set that up yes, as sir. well. So those are some, some of the shows that we have coming up. Um, the real estate market, you know, with Jack retiring, everybody didn't say, well, guys, let's hang it up. We can't, we're not going on, <laughs> you know, it's going to be hard to continue on, especially for your referral partners that you've been in business with for a long time. How did a lot of those folks take the, the news when they let, when you let them know? They weren't happy. Yeah. But you had somebody that you could hand them off to that you were with confidence able to say, yeah, that's good. How they respond to that. Yeah. What I hear mostly is if if you feel good and they're good for you, then mm-hmm. we're happy. We trust I agree you. with that. I, I would I would trust that for sure, um, because of the person because I know Jack, you know. Right. So uh we have uh, you know, one of the big awesome things that Jack did for us in our last seven shows, did you say? Yeah, well this is our seventh this is our seventh show. Maybe eighth, yeah, mm-hmm. seven. Okay. Um is that he, he, first of all, he's got a great sense of humor. Would, would everybody agree? He has a, a, a Bob Newhart kind of sense of humor. Exactly. You know, and so we have He kind of looks like Bob Newhart. <laughs> he does. Whoa. He, he does. That's hey, a compliment. Hey, that's oh, okay. A compliment. That's all a right. compliment. Um, but one of the things that we have just, just fallen in love with are these pictures because part of an inspection is you get pictures of where the problem areas are. You know, and some of the problems are just sort of mundane. It's like, oh, okay, this, this breaker, you know, whatever. But, some of them are just like, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, we've seen some doozies and I think we even have those links probably like our, our, our segments. Yes. They're all connected. And you can click on those blogs and you can listen. And it's, it's fascinating. Listen, because you can listen to Jack, describe it, and then also look at the pictures and just, it's a great time. Um, but today, our very first picture is actually right there on the site. You can go check it out. And it is this wonderful cake that we've, we've created. And I have to give Ishan uh, credit and Mark for the vision behind the cake. I, I helped to execute the yes, vision. Yes, you did. But um, it's, it's a cake, as you can see. It's just thanking Jack for the 30 years of service to our community. And then tell the rest of the vision because one of the he just described why he wanted to get out of it. Yeah, because he right? always told me that he goes, "What's the biggest pain?" He goes, "Bending down and getting into the crossbeams." <laughs> so on the picture, I have on the side of the house yeah. just one big bubble butt sticking yeah. out of the crossbeams, and that's Jack. I love it. That is so perfect. And when Mark sent me, because he he sent me sort of a conceptual picture, because <laughs> I, I don't mean, have the, the, the ability to really. Sit. It was like like he had pulled some art. I don't know where you clip art or something, yeah. but I got the idea. I knew what you were wanting, <laughs> and we took it from there. Um, and and really though, this is the cake just to commemorate because it is service to the community. It's not the real estate community. It's not a specific neighborhood. It's to the whole community. So uh, we don't want to belabor the point, but we just want to thank you for your service. Well, thank you, yeah, absolutely. And and let the record show that that is not my butt. <laughs> <on the cake. laughs> 
<laughs> That's true. Yes, absolutely. No doubt about it. That's hilarious. But check out that picture. It's on uh, thehousinghour.com. And we're, we're, our next picture is also going to be there as well. And what do we have on our, our very first official picture that we'd like to look at? Well, you pull describe them up it. there. Go ahead. Describe well, this first one. Well, the, the first one is he was doing an inspection. It's one I just emailed you, by the way, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And um, you were near the hot water heater down below. There was oh. something slithering around in the basement. Oh. Right. Did you smell cucumbers? I, I, <laughs> I you know, I heard that driving in, and uh, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah. But there is. There's a snake there. They, well, there's two. Oh. Oh. Right. Yeah. One is the, no longer. Well, it, you see the little squiggly one right in the middle. Yeah. Look at the bottom of the water heater to the right side. Oh, boy. And, and then, what kind of snakes were these? I'm not the snake guy. I don't know. They're, oh. li- they're live snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, um, we'll have to show Eric this because Eric had to um, take out a few snakes in his time with his hose with it, with a couple with a with a tool to kill them. While it was, was a single hoe. It was a single hoe, and um, but can you when you it's a break? We're going to show you these pictures because you'll be able to identify them for every, you know what everybody looks at snakes and they're like that's a copperhead you know yeah everyone and it's no normally it's never a copperhead. But so what did you do in this situation? There's two. That means there's got to be three. There, there's ba- they're babies. Yeah. And I'm in a basement. This isn't like access to the outside. Yeah. Like a crawl space. This is right. a basement. And I thought, oh, dang. <laughs> is that Mom, the word you used? Ma- no, it's not. Um, I was thinking, you know, that maybe you'd have to bleep me out if I said what I really said. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, if I see two, that means there's more. And where's Mama? Mm. Yeah. So I... I wasn't comfortable, but I was finishing the basement, so you were I left. Done. Yeah, I was done. now thinking through what you tell a homeowner. Is this in your file? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I figured it would be, but well, there was a lot of debris in the basement. Well, this 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 house was really a POS, so it, it point was, of sale. Yes, yeah, sort of mm. like that. But <laughs> um, and. I wouldn't have recommended this person buy this house anyway, and, and the report was really long, and hopefully she came to her senses and mm-hmm. didn't buy it. But Because um, I wouldn't buy it. But I, This I looks to. like a gray rat snake to me. So it's, it's harmless, and they're probably down there eating rodents. I tell you, Mark... Um, I think you've been right on a couple of snakes, but we've once every yeah. now and again I am. They are harmless if if that's what it is, and like uh, Bob Yarbrough had a great guest on Patrick. I don't remember his last name. Eric, what, do you remember his last name? I, I do not. Okay, we've got his card, but anyway, he he is uh, somebody that you could call if you do have snakes in your basement or if you have situations with snakes because that is most certain. We'll we'll throw his name onto the website as well. But um, I mean. When I, have, when I have seen snakes in the past, I've wanted to obviously not be around them, but killing them is not really a good idea, I don't think. Would you agree with that? Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, unless they're, like, attacking you or something, or like Copperhead. Now, Copperhead, copperhead that's a different story. That's a different story because, I mean, if you're in the proximity of a Copperhead and it bit you, you could have some big problems. Mm-hmm. And and that's for sure. Now, the second one that we have here, and it's the next one. On, is that the next one? Yeah, on the, on? it should be right down there. Okay. Let's got see what the we stove got. stovepipe, and there's something right next to that stovepipe going into the roof. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. It's in the attic. Whoa. It's in the attic. So he's coiled up up there. That yeah. was that was a big snake. What was weird was this was the same day, two different houses, same day, two in a basement, and then that one in the attic. What do you remember the time of year this was? Yeah, this was like last month. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, because th- they were talking, you may have heard Bob show that there's been an increase in snakes right. this year. I wonder if this is part of that because of the rain and other elements that have, that, that have con- uh, contributed to that. I, I see snakes, live snakes, very rarely. Oh, In the really? course of inspection, I see snake skins all the time. Yeah. But live snakes, very rare. Yeah. Two Whoa. in the same day. Well, actually three. three technically. Three. Yeah, technically. But two different houses, same day snakes in both have you ever seen that video and i don't know that you're a you know facebook video watcher but where there was this crane sort of that picked up this little this little shed and underneath it was something out of a horror film eric glasgow did you see that because you seem like the facebook video kind yes of guy. there there were hundreds of rattlesnakes underneath yes. that shed it was the dangest thing yeah. you've ever seen i'll try to send it to okay. you because that was my worst nightmare ever um, but you say you rarely see them. You I rarely re- see them, and and probably because snakes are are not really wanting to be seen, right? Yeah, yeah they don't they don't really want to come out and say hi. <laughs> yeah, but Patrick was also saying the gentleman who uh, who Bob had on the show that they definitely take care of some rodents if you have any rodents. So I'm sure that that would have been something that you could have notated on the report. Yes, this is not good, but you wouldn't have rodents on down here. Um, there's other problems, but that may not be one of them. <laughs> so, right. wow. Um, Mark, do you have snakes? I, you know, I haven't had any snakes in my yard mm. or in my house. You had that beaver under your house. Once. I had beaver, possums. Um, you was know. it a beaver? No, no, it wasn't a beezer. A beezer. <laughs> oh, gosh. If you <laughs> had a beezer, <laughs> we got big problems. <laughs> it was a buzzard slash beezer. <laughs> terrible. Um, no, just what was a groundhog? Yeah, okay. it was a groundhog. Okay, I got you. Um, this one that's coiled up, though, real quick before we go to the next picture. Um, did you get a good look of, you don't know what kind, you never really just. That was probably a black snake. Okay. It does have some black on it. But it looks like a copperhead to me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get a hoe up there. Um, anyway, we're going to be continuing on with the rest of this show. We have more pictures for sure, and we want you guys to check them out. You can go to thehousinghour.com. We have those in a sort of a slideshow form, so you can go down there and follow along with us and uh, stick with us we're here with jack feldman from clayton um services clayton inspection services and jack is retired but he has somebody he'd like to recommend to you so go to a site you can find it on ours and go and find out who he's recommending thank you guys for joining us we'll be right back after these messages Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray, and we are here with Jack Feldman, and we have more pictures to show you. You can find them on the website, and I'd like to start with Under Pressure. Would you guys be okay with that? Sure. It's the next one over. Um, I don't. I'm going to let Jack explain, but apparently... There's a gauge here with a pressure reading, and there's is that water inside there or condensation? No, the it's it's a uh, it's an oil. It's a liquid filled pressure gauge, so you can put pressure on it and it won't break the needle off. It mm. like it's like a shock absorber. 
Okay. It's like a glycerin inside the gauge, special okay. gauge. Uh, so He's I, redlining, though. It, it's way over. This is measuring what, though? I'm measuring the water pressure coming into the house. And uh, this so, will knock your chest hair off. Yeah. So this, uh, the water pressure in your house should not exceed 80 psi. Oh, this is, I mean, not double, but it's quite a bit. And normal it should be around 55, isn't that yeah. right? Well, yes. Yeah, you know, 55 to 60 is normal. Not to exceed eighty, and this is about probably one thirty-five. So, oh my God. so is this your gauge? Is that what you're telling That's me? It's my gauge. Okay, so you go in every inspection. You gauge. You put the gauge on the water pressure, right? Which is where do you find? Where do you actually insert the gauge? Well, if a, if the house is vacant, I do it at the laundry faucet okay. because it will screw on there, mm-hmm. and then I know that I'm getting inside pressure because if I do it in an outside hose faucet. Occasionally, the outside hose faucet is before the regulator to the house. Oh. So you get street pressure, which is great for water fights, but not so good for a toilet or an ice maker. <laughs> <laughs> or for watering your yard, maybe. Too. Yeah. 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 Pressure washing without a pressure washer. Right. <laughs> but so I, I try to do it uh, at the laundry faucet yeah. or a hose faucet that I know is after the regulator Mm -hmm. so i'm getting house pressure what's going into an ice maker or a toilet flush valve or Mm -hmm. laundry hoses which are all susceptible to high pressure they'll burst now when you saw this do you kind of get a second opinion and go to another faucet just like wait a minute this because this is this has already been through the regulator right so clearly the regulator is either a there's too much pressure come from the street so that's just a thing you can toggle right or maybe or the regulator's broken, or there's a combination of problems. Because this is this is unprecedented. I mean, I've never seen one this high, and this is the second one I've seen. <laughs> it, well, I, yeah, I I've had them... I'm not as funny as I, Jack. I've had them break my gauge. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Um, there, there's an area that's off from Clinton Highway. Apparently, it's close to water treatment, and the pressure there broke my gauge. At I had, a I think, a... 200 psi and it broke it holy cow So that's when i went to the liquid filled because they they'll stop it's like a shock absorber won't like snap the the gauge yeah um the pressure in my area i live in carnes is probably about 140 Mm. really yeah so but you got the regulator that regulator i've gone through in the 25 years i've lived in that house i've gone through six regulators wow because they wear out it's just a it's a spring with a a Reducing like a, valve, a, isn't it called? Yeah, it's a pressure reducer valve. Do you know who Warren G is? Or no. Nate Dog? No. They made famous the song Regulators. That's just a random t- random fact. Those millenn- not, millennials will not know it, but people my age that are 40 plus will know it. Because when you say, every time you say Regulators, I think of that song. And most people listening, you two are not, are the exception because you, you're looking at me with blank stares. But the fact is 140 pressure Let's talk about what that means to the shower if this were coming in on it. You well, love that shower. <laughs> you really would, or would you be hurting? No, you would love that shower. Okay, okay. Yeah. But the reason being is because the appliances or whatever are not prepared for that type of pressure for a long period of time. Dishwashers, ice makers, 
toilet flush valves and washing machines do not like high pressure. 80 is kind of the max on that. It is the max. It is the max. Yeah, because I, I had that problem in the house when I bought it and moved in. It didn't have a home inspector. Um, and when we went to turn on the water in the kitchen, it shot out at such force. It hit the down in the bottom of the sink and splashed up on us. Oh, wow. And then everything was leaking. All the valves were leaking on the water. I had to replace everything. Because was this really, pre-purchase? No. This was after. After a okay. bottle. I never, gotcha. whoever, I, I never knew to go in and check the water pressure. I Have regulators always been um, put on homes since yeah. the day of time? So, so You've really, got one. A, yeah, okay. Because w- I'd like to have better water pressure is what I'm getting at here uh, in my You in can my turn shower. them up. You can adjust so, them. You, you can adjust them. Mm-hmm. You, you could have your subdivision where you, where you live may not have really high pressure to begin with. Mm. Um, generally, if you live, uh, you don't, but if you live on the top of a hill, mm-hmm. you're going to have much lower pressure because they have to regulate it so the people at the bottom of the hill, you don't blow, blow off there. Right. Right. That yeah. makes it. Can you compensate for that at the street level and just turn it up a little bit you, and check your pressure? You do it at the regulator. Okay, at the regulator. There's a there's an adjustment screw, and so okay. you can turn them down, you can turn them up. This one at 135 is not going to adjust. That means it's broken. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, and you need a new regulator. Right. Uh, you need to talk to Warren G. or, or Nate Dog. All right, <laughs> let's move on to the, the um, commode, the the ode to commode. Ode to commode. I love that. This is the most hilarious thing I've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. I mean, what are those? Is that is that like a are are those animals in there? Is that an aquarium or are those shells? I see a seahorse. I, He's not alive. I, is he? I think it's a, 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 a an ocean motif. Uh huh. And it's supposed to meet the theme of the room. I'm assuming. It, yeah. This this house was uh, a classic early '70s house with the Harvest Gold and uh, avocado green, everything, shag mm. carpet, everything. And this probably was in style then. That's coming back. No, it's not actually. Well, okay, <laughs> but maybe you could buy this. But check check out this commode. The commode is uniquely shaped. I will say that. I've not seen that type of uh, shape. It's kind of an interesting shape. And is that linoleum floor? That that's. I mean, because it looks like other than that, it's sealed really well. If you look at the um, seal between you know the back of the i guess the wall and the is the linoleum i i, you don't, I don't remember? remember that is one that is one of the best toilet seats i've ever seen we happen to have a black toilet seat which everybody i'm used to it but it's just completely black and it's unusual you don't normally see that and the whole commode is black but this is a very unusual um piece it would be even better if you had actual live aquarium in there that would that would be really cool something swimming around well, in the in the rim it. no you could build it on the uh, no you wouldn't want to put like crabs or anything in there um but you could build it around the back of the tank it'd be really cool i think it would um all right i don't want to run out of time here we've got the next one that another thing you do important is you check the temperature mm-hmm. the temperature yes. needs to be a you'll burn a kid you'll burn an adult You'll burn seriously, seriously, and it could really cause major damage. 162 degrees seems on the high side. <laughs> it, I, I think you could make instant coffee with that, and maybe wait for it to cool down. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. What's boiling? 220. Okay, so you're not quite at boiling. No, but you're up there. You're certainly up. That would burn somebody, right? Oh, oh, yeah. It's very, very hot. Yeah, 162 degrees. You have to imagine that that could cause 
two second degree burns are probably worse. There it? were people living in this house with kids. Mm. And they just said, hey, don't turn on the hot water first. That's my go-to accent. I, I, I don't know, but it was... That's un- unbelievable. Yeah. I've seen similar to this before, but that may be the highest one I've seen. I just don't remember what the other Might be the highest I've seen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And these are recent ones, I think you said. I want to go down to, because we only have about two minutes. Um, Let's move down. I always find these that we see, the ones with the uh, foundational. And like this guy, apparently, um, the whatever the foundation, the the, what do they call those? This one right here? Yeah. Yeah. Piers. The peers, peers, yeah. It appears that they did something stupid. It's Jenga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Jenga. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the, it there. There's really nothing right about mm-hmm. that. the The bottom foundation block is is set on its side, which is not proper. Oh. It's not on a footing, and then they just Jenga the the blocks and stuff in there. And and I see plants growing somehow over there. I don't know how that's possible. But, oh, well, there's no vapor barrier. Well, uh, yeah, so there's water getting in there. Yeah. Oh, man, that's interesting. Um, let's hit one last one, and it's really more of just me to describe what it is. And it, is that a toilet? Com- is, that a, is that a pipe that's coming out, like a PVC down, and nothing's connected? Well, this is new construction, yeah. That is oh. a would be a sink drain. Sink drain. And then... No the, elbow pipe. There's, there's no trap. Well, uh-huh. it probably doesn't need a trap because the trap's under the sink counter. They do need to be connected, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Jack. Jack, we don't want this to be a goodbye. We want you to continue to come on. Yeah, we'll get them back. And and, and it's just, you know, you can advise us periodically on what's going on and right. and just share sure. your insights. But for sure, on behalf of Mortgage Investors Group, the Housing Hour, Mark and myself, thank you so much for everything. Well, thanks for having me all these times. It has been so much fun. Enjoy your retirement. Thanks, and sir. cake. Yeah, and, and cake. And the cake, yes. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time on the Housing Hour. Goodbye. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.